Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCullough. And thank you, dear listener. As I said at the top of the show, we're trying a different format today, and sometimes things don't go as planned. So thanks for rolling with the punches here and the uh, whoopses and the, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, we are on, uh, today is a rockin' and rolling show about storytelling. All the entire hour we've got guests about storytelling and how and what to do to make your story better, more compelling, more useful in the everyday world and how we can bring it to our clients. Uh, before we uh, get to all the introductions, I want to give a shout out. It's time for a commercial to promote one of our longest time sponsors and our media partner, the International Coach Federation. Of course, we're delighted, honored, proud, as and pleased as punch to be uh, an a media partner with the International Coach Federation. It's an opportunity to support the fine folks involved in the association and the important work they do. The International Coach Federation, also known as ICF, is the leading global organization dedicated to advancing the coaching profession. It's a standalone, non-for-profit company organization that's sole job is to promote coaching and and advance the coaching profession. They do that by setting high standards, by providing independent certification, and by building a worldwide network of trained coaching professionals. In fact, it's the world's largest organization of professionally trained coaches. As I've said many times on this program, I also urge you immediately to go to their website at coachfederation.org. They have an incredible storehouse of research, the largest in the world, on research on coaching. There are useful things for you if you're uh, answering an RFP, if you're creating a proposal. If you just want to be reassured that there's ROI in coaching, there are all sorts of studies on who's getting coaching and what they're getting out of it. Uh, And that's just one of the many things they do. As a member of the ICF, as I am, uh, it brings instant credibility to our work as a credentialed coach. It brings even more uh, credibility and the opportunity to work with some of the world's finest organizations. Um, The ICF and and we are committed to connecting professional coaches with the tools and resources you need to succeed in your career. To learn more about the ICF, to stay up to date on the latest news, visit them at coachfederation.org or follow them on Twitter or and follow them on Twitter at at, that's right, I said at at, at at ICFHQ. We're also delighted to have an ICF representative on this show every quarter. Most recently, check out the interview we had with their director of research and education. What a good idea that is to combine research and education um, here on this program. All right, let's get back to it. We've got storytelling. Our guest co-host today is Shauna Battaglia. Shauna, say hello to the people. Hello, people. <laughs> Great. Shauna is a creative artist, we found out, a performing artist, as well as a life coach, as well as a business owner. And she specializes in working with women who have neglected passion in their heart and are ready to invest in what sets their soul on fire. You can find her online at ignitedyou.com or at her podcast, which is called Ignite Her Fire. It sounds a little dirtier than, uh, than it is. It's a wonderful podcast, but uh, it wasn't giving me the tips that I thought I might get from listening to it at first. In addition, we have Debbie. Uh, I'm going all over the place. We have Debbie Stone with us. She is a speaker, a workshop leader, and the author of The Art of Self-Promotion, Tell Your Story. She's the CEO of Novatur Partners. You can find them online at Novatur. That's N-O-V-A-T-E-U-R, Partners. She's joining us uh, this morning from her home base in Atlanta, where she is a Duke Blue Devil fan, we found out. And uh, you can uh, 
I think the biggest takeaway that I've gotten, uh, Shauna, from our time with Debbie is we must establish credibility and create curiosity in the first 20 seconds of meeting someone, yeah? Yeah, and I also really appreciated the um, telling telling what you bring to a potential client instead of not instead of what you do for them. Yes, right. That lands instead of instead of focus on us, focus on what we can provide for them. Uh, if you want to mm-hmm. download a free chapter of Debbie's book, go to www.selfpromotionbook.com. That's got to be the best title ever, selfpromotionbook.com. You can download a free chapter, and, of course, you can buy the book there or at Amazon or wherever fine books are still sold. I want to introduce you guys to uh, a, f- a woman I'm delighted to know both professionally and personally, just a, a dear, dear, wonderful human being. Uh, she's also got a pretty impressive resume. Karen Dietz is a veteran in business storytelling, one of the originals in the field. In 2013, Wiley Publishers recruited Karen for their Dummies series. Her book, Business Storytelling for Dummies, was published and became a bestseller within a year. She opened up a 2013 TEDx conference in San Diego with her talk on the impact of story listening. You can find it on the web, of course. She has a master's and a PhD. We are among geniuses today, Shauna. Uh, from the University of Pennsylvania. She has been in the business world for over 20 years. She's um, uh, executive director of the National Storytelling Network Association, the former executive director. She has a, a resume here that we could not get through in the time that we've got left. Welcome to our microphone, Karen. Hi, how are you all? <laughs> it's great to be here, Christopher. We're doing great. Is the, is the best place to find you just storyit.com? Yes, that is the best place to find me. Great. So we've talked a little bit with Debbie, and we're going to keep both of you on for about the next half hour, 20 minutes or so. And I, I, I want to talk about the differences in your definitions of storytelling. Because as, as you may have heard, Karen, Debbie talked about, you know, we need to get our story out there in a way that actually has people be interested in connecting and talking with us more. What do you mean when you say storytelling? Is it a different deal? Uh, yeah, it, it is, and I think Debbie would agree uh, with this, is that w- what you're doing when you are telling your story is you are providing people an experience of who you are and your work in the world. And that's different than saying, oh, I'm a business owner who provides coaching services, right? Right. It's more about, well, let me tell you how I got started in this business and what keeps me motivated. Let me tell you about a, a customer and what happened to them and the extraordinary results they were able to achieve. Or uh, let me tell you about the most favorite project I worked on right, with a client. So this, and, uh, forgive yeah, me for interrupting, but this is, the, this is familiar to those of us who are coaches, right? Because lots of times, in my coaching practice anyway, I'm not going to just tell my client, hey, knucklehead, look over here, right? But I'm going to mm-hmm. perhaps share a story or an, uh, something that's actually true from my life or, or something I know about to try and make the point so that they can extrapolate the point. Is that more what you're talking about? Well, yes, uh, uh, because, you know, there's a difference between messaging and storytelling. I, I don't even like the word storytelling because it creates a picture in our minds of somebody standing up and telling people things. And that is sort of like advertising or marketing where we're pushing messages to people. 
but the real value in storytelling is that we draw people in. And that's what makes people curious uh, about us is when we tell a story. And I, uh, so it's both messaging and pulling people in. It's both a pull technology and a push technology at the same time. And I, so the, the more we can share about who we are and what we do using stories, the more connections we build, the more trust and respect we build. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, I do agree that you've got a very short time to sort of grab somebody's attention. And a story will always do that. So. Gotcha. Okay, let's let's get Debbie back in here. So, Debbie, um, are we talking about the same thing, or should we give these two things different names? Sort of telling our story and storytelling. We're talking about it from probably two different angles, but the bottom line is, I completely agree with Karen that. When we tell stories, our stories, stories of clients, stories of successes, we do engage people much more. And it's much different from, for example, speaking to the points on your resume. If you're telling a story that illustrates how you got from point A to point B, how you transitioned into your career, how you completed a project, how you benefited a client, that is what draws people in. And I think what Karen and I are both saying is that, you know, at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, you want people to be attracted to continuing to have a conversation with you. Nice. And you want them to be able to get to know the authentic person that you are, because that is what will make a difference in terms of whether they choose to work with you or continue to engage with you going forward. Well, Shana, I feel like what we should do with these experts is get some advice, get some do's and don'ts here. So, ladies... Well, it, yes, I actually... May I interject? I um, I rewrote my little 22nd... Oh, nice. Okay, we're ready. Commercial break. We're ready. Give it to us. <laughs> okay. My name is Shana Marie, and I help women reignite what sets their soul on fire. Love it. Love it. Nice. You got some... And it makes me want to ask you the next question, Shauna. How do you do that? Yeah. And yeah, cool. Thank you. Great. So what we've done there is we've created curiosity, and the credibility took a back seat a little bit, right? Before she was talking about, hey, I do X, I do Y, and I do Z. But here it's like, boom, this is what I do, and it sounds like magic, so we're going to automatically ask her. Is that right, Debbie? We're definitely going to want to ask the next question, and that's when the opportunity to tell the stories comes up. Nice. So when I say to, to Shauna, how do you do that? Well, let me tell you about. And that's when her opportunity to share stories, to share examples, to really make it come alive happens. Beautiful. Let's get into some, uh, I was about to get asked for just bold advice. I assert that there are things that we're all doing right now, this minute, with our clients that are sort of in the we should stop doing or we should do it differently in the area of storytelling. So will each of you let us know what your sort of number one don't is or what's the number one mistake that you think most people are making right now? In their coaching practices or in marketing their coaching practice? Oh, I love that question. Uh, let's start with one and then the other. Let's start with marketing. Like when we're going out and introducing ourselves or starting conversations with people, what's the big whoops? 
or the big don't? Well, I think for me, it's you know, never leave home without a story to share about your work. And the reason that is is because when you're able to share a story, uh, stories travel. And what you do when you share one of your stories with somebody that you meet, let's say at a networking event, or maybe somebody who's interested in your services, they will turn around outside of your presence and tell your story to somebody else. And that's word of mouth marketing, and that's priceless. Nice. Debbie? Don't tell every aspect of who you are, what you do, and every story that you have in, in the first opportunity that you get. Great. Be ready, ready to drip it. Oh, haven't you met those people? It's like you pick up the phone and it's like, Hi, I'm Joe, and let me tell you the 27 things about my life and what I'm doing and how I can help your business. Actually, Joe, I'm hanging up on you now. <laughs> um, that's great. What's the one thing uh, that makes a great story? And if you don't mind, uh, let's go in different order. Debbie, what makes a great story? I think three things make a great story. Authenticity is one of them. You need to be yourself as you tell the story using your own voice, your own sense of humor, your own way of talking. The second thing is confidence. And there's a fine line we could explore for hours between confidence and arrogance, but it's important that you be confident because it makes your listener comfortable. Shauna can tell you I wouldn't know anything about that. And the third? (laughs) And then the third thing is truth. Your stories need to be true. They need to be things that are that you really know to be true about what's happened to you, what's happened for clients, things that you've participated in, so that you're coming from a sincere place. Man, I love that distinction between truth and authenticity. So we have to be authentic in telling it because we've all been with someone who told a story that we know they had told 3,000 times before. Yeah. Uh, but also truth. You know, don't be embellishing. Don't be like, oh, let me just change the part where I and say that I won that election or something like that. Right. Karen, how about you? What makes a great story? Well, I love what Debbie said because all of that is absolutely true. And what I experience over and over and over again with my clients when they begin with storytelling is that they make this number one mistake and they start telling about the story instead of actually sharing the story. So they'll say, oh, this happened, then that happened, then that happened. I went to the store, I bought some bread, I came home and made a sandwich. You know, that's not a story. No, you're not going to pay money for that. Right? You're not going to buy that book. You're not going to go see that movie. So what makes a really compelling story is if you can re-remember an experience. Sort of re-experience what happened to you. Right when you were working with the client, or um, what uh, something you know what got you started in your business, and if you can re-experience that, then as you're experiencing it, it, your listener will experience it, and that's also something that makes a a story a story. Mm. So it's it's like anything else. Actually, get yourself to that moment, to that experience, to like. Uh, Shauna knows this from being a performer, right? It it makes a difference to be in the moment with the emotion of the song rather than, I'm having a good day, bummer that it's a bad song or a sad song, right? Absolutely. Shauna? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What, um, I'm, I'm just, man, I can't, I can't not say this one. 
and it's going to sound like I'm throwing my spouse under the bus. So I just need to be really clean that one of the things that I've been working with in my personal relationship is that my wife and I are very different in how we tell a story. My stories, you know, I lead with the punchline, right? Want to hear a story about fill in the blank? And then people can listen for it, and I tell the story, and it feels like it builds to a crescendo. My wife does the thing I think we were just talking about. And, you know, just to be clear, my wife is a saint, right? But, to, but she sort of meanders, you know, and I've noticed more and more people in the business world sort of meander as they tell the story. And then we went to the, this place, and then, oh, did I tell you Bob was there? What, how, is there a way that we can actually support people in telling better stories? People are I'll jump in here and say absolutely. And it comes back to this idea that we only have a certain amount of time to keep people's engagement and better to have them ask some follow-on questions. Hey, was it Tuesday or was it Thursday? Mm -hmm. Then for people to do what I hear all the time, which is, so we met on Tuesday or maybe was it Thursday? You know, I can't remember. It might have been Tuesday. And by then, you've lost your audience. And one of the things that I say to clients all the time is that if it's a story that's really important to you, you want to spend some time getting yourself comfortable telling it. And that sounds like losing authenticity, but it's actually the opposite. If you practice and really think about what's the essence of what I want to share and you work on that, then you come across much more authentically and you're able to do what Karen just said, which I think is so important, which is re-experience it in that moment instead of worrying about details like was Bob there or was it Tuesday or Thursday. Mm -hmm. Really good. Karen? Oh, yeah. Well, I can see two mistakes that are happening on both ends, which (laughs) is really great. It's really great. So, um, you know, when we meander with a story, what that really tells us is that the person hasn't really figured out what the point of the story is, what Mm -hmm. the key message is Mm -hmm. that they want to deliver. And so they're wandering through everything trying to figure that out, and sometimes they'll usually get to that, but it sort of lends itself to this, you know, wandering kind of an experience. And so the thing to do about that is, and, and what we always want to do is reverse engineer our stories, then figure out what the point is that we want to make with our story, and then craft the story, go back to the beginning after we've figured out the end. And that way we can, as Debbie said, we don't have a lot of time sometimes, and we can just uh, tell the story and laser focus it right to the point and be able to tell a five-minute story in two minutes. That's how that happens. Beautiful. But the other mistake that I saw is that it's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> is that well, you're doing what a lot of people do, which is, oh, let me tell you a story about you know, and and then you tell what the main point of the story is. Right. And uh, it's sort of like, well, gosh, do you read a mystery novel from the very end? Right. Sometimes. You know, do you read the Why last do you ask? <laughs> telegraphing the end of the story. It's sort of like a spoiler alert for people. And if you want maximum engagement and maximum curiosity with your storytelling, then if you 
I kind of avoid that by doing that in the beginning, you know, by saying, oh, let me tell you the story about... I, it reduces people resi- people's resistance, but at the same time increases their curiosity. Mm. So just a little tip. Great. Uh, Shauna, I'm, I'm going to let you get in here right after this one, okay? So prep your question because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to you. Um, my, my question is, are there stories we should never tell? Karen, let's start with you. Oh, that's a great question. And uh, what comes to mind most is in business, when you've got a group of high-powered people in the room, or maybe even not so high-powered, but it's a mixed group with men and women, one of the things that storytellers in business have often said is that, oh, one of the stories we need to tell is a story about a mistake we made and the lesson we learned, right, the correction of that mistake. And for women in mixed company um, in business, sometimes that's not what, the story you want to tell, mm. right? Because of the judgments that happen um, uh, as a result. It, men can get away with that. They, men can tell those failure stories and not have a problem. Women, not so much. So it's not that you're not going to tell those stories. It's you're going to be very judicious about telling those kind of mistake stories and how you recovered from that. Because very often the pushback is, well, why didn't you figure that out before? Mm. Interesting right? In- Interesting to bring up gender differences. Thanks for that. Debbie, how about you? <laughs> are, are there stories we should never tell? Yeah, so I certainly agree with what, what Karen just said. And, and as we talk about this topic, I, don't, I do think, no, noting that there are cultural differences, gender differences, um, workplace differences when you're telling stories, but the one thing that, that I typically focus on with clients is not telling stories that paint someone else in a negative light. Mm-hmm. Your story is your story, and it focuses on the positive of you rather than focusing on being better than or bigger than or stronger than somebody else. So it's less about comparing and more about focusing on the positives that you bring to the table. And that would be true, for example, in a job interview or a client pitch or any scenario in which you are networking to build business, that it should be focused on on what you do positively as opposed to how you're bigger, better, stronger, faster than somebody else. So pretty much that thing I just did about my wife, I should not have done. I got, <laughs> got the message. All right, Shana, what do you got for these ladies? And I remind everybody we got about three minutes left in this segment. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm curious, what's the difference between a story that you're telling at a party um, or with your friends or around a campfire and a boardroom story? Great. Let's start with Deb. Debbie? Uh, a couple to mind. That's a great question. And I think the, that the first thing to think about in any storytelling is who is your audience and what is your context? So to your point, if I'm around a campfire as opposed to around a board table, not only do I have a very different context in terms of formality, in terms of purpose, in terms of what my relationships are with the other people, but I have a really different audience. And so I need to think about who's on the receiving end. So I might tell the same story, but I might tell it a different way. Or I might say to myself, you know, this is just not the time or the place for that particular story. 
given the context, given the audience. And then the third piece of that is think about, well, what am I trying to accomplish with this story? What's the point? As Karen said, you know, starting with uh, the back end and reverse engineering, what point am I trying to get across? And then how do I do that best given the context and the audience that I have? Beautiful. Karen? What a great question. So I think the biggest difference between when we're doing conversational storytelling, just story swapping with friends, is that we can share all different kinds of stories. Uh, however, when you're in the boardroom, and business storytelling is all about this, is that you're usually telling a story because you are wanting to stimulate or inspire somebody to take action. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest difference between like Hollywood storytelling and business storytelling. You don't necessarily go to a movie to be inspired to take action. I mean, that can happen, but that's usually not why you're going. Right. right? But in business, we always are influencing people to have them do something, make a decision, take a next step, follow our recommendation. And uh, so um, all business storytelling needs to be really about moving people to action. And I hear the, the importance of the intention there. All right. Well, it's uh, it, we're coming to the end of this segment, and I uh, I'm excited that Karen's going to continue with us for one more segment today. But it's time for us to bid farewell to our lovely Southern friend Debbie Stone. Debbie is the CEO of Novatour Partners. You can find her online at Novatour. That's N O V A T E U R Partners P A R T N E R S dot com, uh, or at any Duke Blue Devil game. I just, I just love your uh, your uh, bio and your resume because uh, some of the things I didn't say is she graduated magna cum laude and she holds a JD with high honors from Duke University Law School. Just incredible woman, and it's so delightful to meet you and find out about your work. Don't forget to go get your free chapter from her book, The Art of Self Promotion: Tell Your Story, Transform Your Career, by going to www.selfpromotionbook.com. And of course. While you're there, go ahead and buy the book. Uh, Debbie, any parting thoughts for us today? Got about 20 seconds for you. Well, first and foremost, Christopher, thank you so much for having me on the show. Shauna and Karen, Mike, and I would love to hear from any questions and thoughts they have. Great. And go Blue Devils. All right. We'll be back. Thank you. We'll be back with more of today's edition of The Coaching Show and continue with Shauna Battaglia and Karen Dietz. Right after these words, you're listening to The Coaching Show on WSRadio.com, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. Back after these words. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. This is Bill Gruber with BizVid Communications, a Southern California video production leader. We've been honored to sponsor, produce, write, and host many of the fine programs on WS Radio over the years. So we understand how important the internet and your website exposure are. As video producers, we know the tricks and secrets to incorporate video to increase your search engine optimization and business success. Visit bizvidcommunications.com to see what we can do for you. B-I-Z-V-I-D communications.com.
I can't speak more highly about Progressive Medical Center and how they've helped me get my health back, get my energy back. And Dr. Ogoli, when I first came to you guys, you found a thyroid problem, and I had no clue. But that's really common with a lot of your patients, right? Underactive thyroid is the most missed diagnosed condition in the United States. According to the American Academy of Endocrinology, well over 25% of the population is not being diagnosed properly. It's because of the testing parameters. If you go to your traditional doctor, they could be missing a key component. If you have crushing fatigue, inappropriate weight gain, cold hands, cold feet, losing hair, lack of concentration, even headaches and migraines could be caused by underactive thyroid. At Progressive Medical, we get to the root cause of the problem because we are integrative, and integrative medicine is good medicine. We use a combination of medication, natural supplements, diet, nutrition, lifestyle modification, and that's what makes it so unique because we tailor it to your personal needs, and that's interesting because you are tailored. Yes, and if you want to get your energy back, be the most vibrant version of yourself, you got to get to Progressive Medical Center. I'm so glad I went. Contact them today through ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. Hey guys, CS Keys here to introduce you to San Diego's number one health meal prep provider, Fresh and Fit Meals, with over 40 menu items to choose from. Several pickup locations all over America's finest city. Made and delivered fresh, never frozen. Save on time and money. Super convenient and improves the quality of your life. Just visit the website, freshandfitmeals.com, for all the menus and the pricing. Or give them a call at 858-805-5949 for more details. Remember, you are what you eat, so you might as well be fresh and fit with Fresh and Fit Meals. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619 630 2444. 